This is the Psychic Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rossiter. I'm an artist, writer, and psychic medium living in Hawaii. This show is about people who are intuitive and creative, and what the process of integrating that awareness looks and feels like, and how we can access and develop that place inside of us all that is supremely psychic. Welcome to this episode about Reiki with Chris Pinkerton. She is a certified health coach and a Reiki master in Columbus, Ohio. And I ask her about what it's like to give and receive Reiki and her thoughts on the experiences that come from doing Reiki. And this is an extension of a panel that we did a while ago called Reiki 101, but we're just going a little bit deeper to find out you know, how Reiki can really support us and also increase our creative expression. I hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, I'd like to share with you that my creativity and consciousness course for 2022 starts on January 19th. It's a 10 week online live course I've designed this course to support you in connecting with your source of creativity and expressing your authentic voice. So whether it's through art, music, writing, or podcasting, I'm here to help you go deeper. In addition, there will be excellent guest speakers joining and sharing their unique practices, including author Mark Gober, creative entrepreneur Laura Michelle Powers, emotion code practitioner Rebecca Packard, and time waiver therapist Derek Nakamura. You will also be joining a supportive community of artists where we share our work weekly and get feedback through our ongoing private Facebook group. I look forward to welcoming you to this expansive experience and you can go to my website sararossiter.com trainings to learn more. So welcome, Chris Pinkerton, to the Psychic Artist Podcast. I'm so pleased to welcome you today. You are a Reiki master, and you've joined us before for this panel called Reiki 101. And I just wanted to go a little deeper and talk to you about Reiki some more. Yes, thank you, Sarah. I'm so excited to join you, and I love chatting all things Reiki. So happy to connect with you. Yeah, and what have you been up to? Remote sessions or in-person sessions or any trainings that you're offering related to Reiki? Yeah, I've been doing primarily in-person Reiki. I do also distance Reiki. So some of my clients are across the world for me, which is really cool. Um, so I do a little bit of both and I'm working on a few different programs to offer in 2022. I'm working on a series that's about energetic health. So I'll be rolling that out both online and in person. And then I'm also working on a tapping challenge. So that I'm looking to launch in uh, February. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I love the tapping um, posts that you share on Facebook and it always inspires me to start tapping again. I often forget, even though it's such a powerful tool. Um, and how interesting too, that like energy work, tapping and Reiki flow so nicely together. Do you find that's the case for you as well? I think so too. Yes. And, uh, tapping, if, um, 
people aren't aware with that. It's also called emotional freedom technique. It's just another really quick way for people to release some stress, kind of recenter and rebalance. So I think the two go really hand in hand, tapping and Reiki. So I definitely recommend tapping to the client. Yes. And then what are you going to do for the energetic clearing or balancing program that you're going to be sharing? Do you know? So I have found that a lot of my clients that are coming to me are just realizing that they are empathic or intuitive themselves. I call them like baby empaths. <laughs> so uh, we do a lot of, I do a lot of coaching and talking to them about ways to um, ground and protect and release energy. Um, so I have been developing this series of courses to help them, first of all, so somebody who's just kind of realizing that they have empathic qualities and what that means, and then ways just to keep themselves healthy right so i think you know i've joked around with clients like we go through health class like physical health class in high school but we really need something for energetic health to teach us about that piece of of health and uh, so that's kind of my ideas so i'm just still in the development phase but right now i have about a series of six different um, subjects that'll be part of that workshop series that's beautiful and how did you arrive at that in relation to Reiki? Would you say that, you know, your years of sharing Reiki as a practitioner informed your awareness? Definitely, yes. And I've just seen a need from the clients, specifically the clients that have been coming to me. And I know that the interesting thing about Reiki is that we tend to attract people, right, that have gone through either similar things that I have as a practitioner or just as an individual human being, right? Um, so I have found like this recurrent theme of things as I'm working with my clients and as I'm talking with them. So I think that my my work as a Reiki practitioner has really kind of moved me into this, okay, there needs to be also like an education and teaching aspect to what I'm doing. Because mm -hmm. I kind of give people, you know, when, when my clients come in, I kind of give them not really homework, but here's some things that you can do right? To kind of help yourself continue to feel better. So I see that need to just educate and teach people about taking care of your energetic health, just like we take care of our bodies. So yeah. Yeah. And for people that haven't had a Reiki session before, or maybe they have, but they're not quite sure what's going on. Do you want to share, you know, what Reiki is for you? Yeah, so the easiest way for me to explain Reiki is that it's a gentle touch energy healing technique, which sounds really woo-woo, <laughs> but it's very soothing. And a lot of times I'll say, okay, if you know about or you've heard about acupuncture, it's to me acupuncture, or to me Reiki is like acupuncture, but no needles. So we're working within your chakra system to open up any blockages or get some stagnant energy moving because when everything is flowing through our bodies, since we are energy bodies, when everything is flowing unencumbered, that's when we feel calm, we feel centered, we feel at peace. And when that is out of whack, obviously we feel stressed, we might get physically sick. So in a nutshell, that's kind of like the easiest way for me to explain it. And then I usually tell clients, especially new, new clients that at the very least, once you receive Reiki, you'll feel relaxed, you'll feel less stressed, typically you sleep better. And then beyond that, it's very individual to each person as far as what's experienced. 
um, or you know, some of my clients might have relief from physical pain. Some might have more of an emotional release, if, um, maybe have tears come out, right? So that's releasing trauma from the body. So that's the neat thing about Reiki. It is so individualized, which also kind of makes it hard to describe, you know, too. So I, I understand why people have a lot of questions about, well, what will it be like? What will I experience? So I just yeah. say, be open, be open to the receive that Reiki energy and it's going to flow where it needs to go. Yeah. And in terms of pain, what has your experience been with clients that uh, come in with a symptom of pain? Um, do you have any examples of how that's been for them? What has that um, mm -hmm. transformation been like? Or, you know, was it immediate or did it take till the next day? Or have you noticed how Reiki yeah. affects your clients with pain? Yes, I definitely have. And while we can never make medical claims about, you know, curing, really Reiki is about bringing the body back into balance, bringing the energy system back into balance and the body naturally heals itself. So no medical claims whatsoever. But I've definitely noticed I've had clients come in that are suffering from a headache or maybe they're starting in a migraine. And usually at the end of the session, the headache is gone or we've stopped the migraine. Um, personally, I was suffering with really severe PMJ um, and I could not clear it. This was when I was first starting to receive Reiki like probably five years ago. And I tried all kinds of different things. I went to my dentist. They just really basically said, put warm compresses on, you know, take ibuprofen, which I really don't like to take medication. So I was really kind of desperate and not even really realizing that Reiki might benefit that, but I started receiving regular Reiki and my TMJ cleared. So to me, that was a miracle because it was so debilitating. I remember going to the dentist saying like, I don't really think you can even clean my teeth because I can't open my mouth wide enough for you to get in there. And I'd have to think about what I was going to eat through the day because again, I couldn't open my mouth fully. So for me, that was just, amazing and that was again all reiki because nothing else was taking care of it mm -hmm. that is amazing and i as i hear you speak i remember feeling similarly not quite as severe with tmj but jaw pain and um different various aches and pains over the last several years that uh once i learned reiki and started to regularly give myself reiki i don't have those things anymore so they kind of just disappeared without me totally noticing it um, yeah. but i wonder about um how did the practitioner treat you i'm curious if you could talk specifically about like um if a client came to you with a particular ailment in one location um what's your protocol or approach mm -hmm. I mean, so in my case, my Reiki practitioner that I see, and I still go to her, my Reiki master, she's also a massage therapist. So her take is a little bit different as all of us as practitioners probably have a little bit different ways of doing things. So she would um, concentrate her hand placements, you know, on the, for me, it's the right side of my jaw. That was really the problem. But she would concentrate some of her time there but also did a little bit of manipulation or massage kind of on that jaw bone. But I've noticed personally too, if I'm working in a pain point area, like I'll still do my full placements that I normally do, but I will give a little bit extra love kind of like to that area, front and back body. Um, 
and that usually clears things. And again, maybe it's something that's going to take a few sessions to clear, but mm -hmm. um, by concentrating and putting the intention and putting that flow of energy there, I think really helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've noticed when other practitioners are working on me that they could be working on my feet and I got a lot of change in my skull. Um, so there's, as we know, in the body and with meridians and with um, energy points and the cranial sacral connection, there's different areas of the body that you can be holding someone's toe and affecting their sinuses, you know. So um, I just think it's magical and, and wondrous how complex and yet how specific these points are in the body. And do you put your hands right on the person or do you often come off the body or what, you know, what, what do you like to do? Really whatever the client prefers. So I haven't had any clients that refuse the gentle touch. So, but I definitely, you know, we are able just to hover above the body a few inches if we need to. So I think a lot of people right now are just people in general enjoy, right? Having another human being giving some gentle touch, right? Yeah. I just think it's so um, important for us to feel connected to other human beings. And we've been so disconnected through the pandemic and COVID and isolations. So sometimes I feel like a lot of my clients really haven't received any human touch besides seeing me. So yeah it's an honor for me to be able to do, do that for them and give them some gentle touch to them and what brought you to reiki do you have a a story of how you came to reiki yeah. or was it yes i knew nothing about reiki before i went to receive and honestly i told you already i had the tmj issue going on but i was also going through a lot of personal difficulties. I had a number of losses. Um, so my parents, they were divorced, but they had um, both passed away within a few years of each other. I had some other losses happening. I had a lot of things going on that I just was really having a hard time, you know, personally. I think there was a lot of things that I didn't truly allow myself to breathe through. So I kind of stuffed a lot of emotion down. So I had been um, going back to my Reiki, or not Reiki, my yoga practice, and my yoga teacher suggested that I go see her Reiki master and just give it a try. And again, I was kind of like, I don't understand what this is. <laughs> so um, truly went in with, don't know what this is, but I'm open to it, so I'm going to try it. And my first session, actually my first probably few sessions that I experienced as a client I cried through the entire session. And I remember saying to my Reiki master, like, is this going to stop? Like, I came in not really thinking I felt like I needed to cry or that I wanted to cry. But she said, you know, there's just so much trauma that needs to release out of your body. And that's really what happened. So it was very cathartic and therapeutic for me. And honestly, I worked through so much going to those Reiki sessions that, you know, I've done all kinds of different things. I've done talk therapy. Um, I'm someone who's dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression all through my adult life. And honestly, I felt like once I started receiving Reiki regularly, that so much of that lifted and I felt kind of back to myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. So once I started feeling more 
balanced and centered. And just, again, I just felt like so much cleared for me that I thought, okay, I need to be able to do this for other people, right? Like I want to be able to give this gift to other people. So that's when I decided to go through my Reiki attunements and training and did so with my Reiki master. So it's been an amazing um, way for me to kind of then give back. You know, I feel like I received so much healing um, with my own Reiki sessions that I feel now that it's kind of like a full circle and now I can give back to others. That's so beautiful. And how often would you go or how often do you recommend a client to come to you if they really want to work through something like that? So my regular clients and even myself, like I still go about every four weeks or five weeks to see my Reiki master. And I consider that like maintenance. (laughs) And that's pretty much what my regular clients will do. And we just have that agreement that we might schedule out four weeks, but if something comes up or they just have a really difficult um, time, you know, personally, professionally, whatever's going on, like they can call or text to get in sooner. But for the most part, just on a maintenance schedule, I say like every four weeks, five weeks, if there's something more acute going on, um, you know, if there's a lot of physical pain or something else, and again, it's up to the client, but maybe every two weeks I might see somebody just depending on the situation. So it's something that we really just talk about and kind of put together a treatment plan for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you feel when you're offering Reiki or what do your clients report feeling when they're receiving? Like in your Actually, sensory awareness or your, you know, metaphysical awareness, I guess. Yes. So for my clients, and that's the other thing that it's so dependent on the individual as far as what they experience that a lot of time I don't want to give a whole lot of information about what might come up, right? So um, a lot of my clients will say that they see colors um, and that's typically related to the colors that the chakras are um, or they might be related to the different archangels, which is a cool thing. Um, sometimes clients will feel either warmth coming from my hands or maybe they'll say coolness or they'll say they don't feel anything at all. Again, so it's based on that individual, but that's why sometimes they will feel kind of like electrical impulses through the body, nothing painful, but just kind of like a zing or like a release. Some people will describe it as almost like almost like a flow of water or something that they can feel. You know, what? one of my clients just said, do you have something wet on the crown of my head? I feel like you have a wet washcloth. I'm like, no. So it's a lot of interesting, different sensations. I'm uh, just, I'm laughing because as you said, flow of water, it started raining outside my window. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. It's but, a nice, it's a nice feeling, you know, it's like a yeah. cleansing energetically yes it's always gentle it's never painful so that's the other piece that i want to make sure that um you're you're listening know is that reiki is always about good it can never do any harm you never quite know what (laughs) what each session is going to bring so that's the cool thing about reiki is that there's really like no size or one size fits all it's it's different each time so I even say that to clients that the experience that they might have in one Reiki session with me may be totally different the next time. 
And have you attuned others or have students that train with you? I just started doing that practice, yes. So I have a group of uh, students that went through Reiki 1 with me that I attuned. And they'll be going through Reiki 2 with me in February. So that's, again, a very um, powerful ceremony, I feel, on both ends. So receiving the attunements as the Reiki student, again, it's very individualized as to what each person experiences, but it's a very, um, very powerful and I feel like a very sacred ceremony. Did you get feedback from them? Like what that was like for them on any of the students? Um, did, you, did you notice um, things? I, I know that sometimes when we receive attunements, it can kind of jumpstart our spiritual journey. Definitely. You know, there, there's um, students that had a lot of emotion come up, you know, tears come up um, through the ceremony, through the attunement ceremony. A lot of them felt more connected to their spirit guides or maybe met a spirit guide through the ceremony. Um, and then definitely felt like, yes, a little bit more opened up intuitively. And I've noticed that in myself also just from receiving my Reiki attunements that I definitely have more, um, more intuitive messages coming to me, especially when I'm working on clients and I feel like that's increased over the past year, even um, as I've done my own coursework, right? And kind of intuitive and psychic development courses. Yeah. And what about the um, the style of Reiki that you are trained in? Is it, it's the Usui uh, method? Yes. Tradition. So, Usui tradition, yes. I think that's a very popular um, methodology. I know there's a lot of numbers of different Reiki um, trainings that you can go through. So I think the Isui is really, to me, like the traditional Reiki, but that doesn't mean that any of the others aren't equally as amazing and valid. So I know there's, we were talking a little bit before, like Holy Fire, um, there's some other yeah, there's sort of a couple of um, different lineages that came from Usui. Um, but I, I, this is sort of an esoteric thought, but um, sometimes like I feel that you and I may have met in a past life and done this sort of work together. Do you have any sense of like, oh, this is familiar to me from another part of time? Yeah, I do feel that. And I feel like, you know, you and I have met through another group. And I feel really connected to a lot of the people within that group. So, yeah, I, I do feel like we're all, you know, obviously connected in some ways, but some of our soul groups, I feel like, yes, you know, when we when we cross paths again, it seems very familiar and almost like easy to just kind of pick up where we left off. So I do feel that, too. Yeah. So like even though Reiki has a particular time and lineage owner and a name, to me, there's some sort of universal energy uh, healing modality awareness that I feel like is not specific to time or place that, that um, somehow when I learned Reiki, I was reconnecting to that awareness in myself. Even though we're channeling that energy, we each have our unique way of, of understanding healing and transmission and divine energy and flow and 
Yeah. I don't know. It's just really cool. And it, um, I learned so much from other practitioners too. So it's, I feel like there's not just one way, but there's, I guess we use the word Reiki um, because it holds the keys to this particular type of experiential healing. Yes, definitely. And I do think, you know, practitioners have their own individual ways of delivering Reiki or delivering their healing. And that's the beauty of it too. You know, we, we get that that um, basis of training, but then depending on um, other people's interests, like I know I have another friend who's a practitioner and she's also a shamanic healer. So she really blends the two together, which is so amazing. So I think that each practitioner has a little bit different kind of take um, on how they deliver their healing. And it's, it's equally as powerful no matter what. And we talked a little bit at the beginning about tapping, but I wonder, do you have any daily practices or an energy clearing work or any ritual that you do before or after offering Reiki? Oh, I definitely, uh, every morning when I'm on my walk with my little dog, I do a grounding and a protecting and a shielding of my own energy. So I kind of do a walking meditation when I'm with her and that's a given for me no matter what. Sometimes I'll repeat that through the day, depending on what's going on with me. But then I'll also have a conversation with my angels and guides after I do that meditation. But I definitely prepare before each Reiki client. Um, as my client is getting settled in my Reiki room, I'll step away so that I can wash my hands to kind of, again, release um, any energy from my hands. But I also then call in an invocation to ask for help and guidance and protection during my Reiki session to definitely like increase my intuition and my psychic abilities so I can receive messages for them and just to help guide my hands through the session to kind of place wherever that, that client needs it. So I definitely call upon my angels and guides, my Reiki masters and guides, and I do that for, yeah, before every client. So I do have my own little ceremony that's so beautiful. Um, and do you have any sort of magical stories or other things that you want to share about your experiences in Reiki or awareness that you've received? Uh, you know, the, the interesting thing is that so there's just so many benefits to Reiki that that's why I love it so much. I, I had one client who was new to me and I didn't know this at the time that she um, was working on a book and she was experiencing um, writer's block. Like she was just having a really hard time um, just producing. And so she came to me, I think this was maybe the first or the second time that she came for Reiki. And after our session, she left. And then the next day she texted me, she was like, oh my gosh. She said, the Reiki just completely cleared my blocks, like opened me up. She said, I went home, I went and I wrote three, chapters for my book. I wrote a blog. I did this. I did that. She was just like, I know that it was Reiki. She was like, I just felt this immediate like opening as soon as we were done and everything just clicked. I'm like, wow, that is really kind of cool. Right. Because I've had some people talk about some physical things that have improved or maybe some emotional things, but not so much from the creative standpoint. And I know a lot of your listeners are creative. So how cool is that? Right. To have that toolbox or tool in your toolbox to be able to use if you're just kind of feeling stuck. 
Um, so that was a cool message. And then again, definitely people who have had some emotional releases. You know, I always tell my clients that this is a safe space for them to allow those tears mm -hmm. to come out because it is releasing trauma for the body. It is, um, you know, it's stuck energy. We want to release it and, and take it out of the body. So I did have a client that came to me again. I really didn't know her very well. Obviously, this was her first session, but she definitely had some tears, definitely had some releases. But I received a message that was like, she was calling herself damaged goods. And she would not mind me sharing this because we've talked about it. And as soon as I said the word damaged goods, she just, again, burst into tears and she was releasing that, right? So it's a lot of times that we're releasing some of the limiting beliefs or the negative self-talk that we have. And after she did that, again, she kind of reached out to me the next day was like, I just feel so much better, so much more at peace. And just in realizing some of those things that came up, she was like, I'm you know, journaling on it and I'm letting it go. So again, and you just never know what's going to come up. And I just love the idea of helping people kind of get back to who they're meant to be, right? And back to uh, the beautiful souls that they are and remembering that. Yeah. It also sounds like you're really creating a safe space for people to experience grief and release it or experience sadness, trauma, or just not experience to become aware of things that might be stuck and release it. Um, and, and just those tears during Reiki is a form of release, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Well, and kind of as we talked about in the beginning that I feel like I attract a lot of clients that are similar to what I've been through or what my path has been. And I've definitely, you know, moved through a lot of grief. I've moved through a lot of anxiety, depression, some toxic relationships. So my clients come to me and it really mirrors my own path. So I feel like in a way too, I was really drawn to this work. It's not only healing for me, but then to be able to turn around and offer healing to people that are in my quote unquote shoes or have been going through similar things. So that's yeah. it too. Yeah, and they're probably drawn to you because of the frequency or vibration of sort of your attunement to healing that, that you've gone through. They're like, okay, she's got the keys. I need to check out. <laughs> How do we do this? Help me out. It's really, really an amazing process. Um, so thanks so much, Chris. I feel like there's, um, there's so much beautiful work that you're offering. And would you like to share how people could connect with you if they want to work with you in person or remotely? Absolutely. So best way is to either reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. So on Instagram, my handle is letter C and then pink. He is in Paul, I-N-K. So C pink wellness. And then I'm on Facebook as Chris Pinkerton. So they can just search me there. Um, send a message and I'm happy to chat with anyone, offer any assistance. So again, I do 
in person, Reiki, I'm in the Columbus, Ohio area, but I can also do distance as well, which is equally effective. <laughs> and then um, if anyone's interested in the programs that are coming up again, I'll be doing some in person locally, but also offer them online and um, to learn more about tapping as well. Yeah. And you're moving soon to a new studio, I hear, right? I am, yes. So right now I'm affiliated with Zen and it's spelled with an X, so X-E-N, Zen Wellness. And we have amazing things besides Reiki here, like infrared sauna and cocoon, but I'll be moving my Reiki practice over to a space um, called Bohindi, which is a beautiful shop that has handcrafted jewelry and crystals and candles and essential oils and all kinds of yummy stuff. So... And do you find that people benefit from doing like um, some other modality and then Reiki or, you know, sort of piggybacking these modalities? Like when you're in this sort of wellness space, do you find people like to do multiple things? Oh, sure. I'll have clients that come in and um, will receive Reiki and then I will recommend that they do infrared right after because it's very grounding to energy. So that's an amazing thing to do. Um, but I also have clients that will, um, if they're in talk therapy, they'll schedule their therapy either before or after Reiki. Again, just because Reiki helps so much with centering, right? And kind of feeling well-being and peace. So I do have clients that do that. And then, you know, I always recommend that people do some grounding and releasing like after Reiki sessions. So obviously drinking lots of water or taking a nice, um, salt bath after Reiki is really great for grounding, but also again, releasing any, any negative residue, any negative energy that's being released. Mm-hmm. So those yeah. are always great things to do. Yeah. That sounds great. Clearing the area. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, thank you, Chris. It's been so lovely to talk with you. I wish I could come and visit you in person there. You need to. So if you get to Ohio, you have to come and see me, but thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Of course. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I wanted to share that I'm going to be offering a group Reiki training starting in 2022. So if you're interested to find out more about learning Reiki and having the support of others, giving you feedback, working in a group setting through Zoom and um, having guidance along the way and receiving Reiki attunements, please go to my website, sarahrossiter.com slash Reiki to find out more. Thank you for listening to the Psychic Artist Podcast. To learn more about me, you can go to sarahrossiter.com on Facebook at The Psychic Artist Podcast and on Instagram at srossiterstudio. Thank you for listening and many blessings.